Hello everyone, and welcome to the audio version of the One Grain of Rice Kids newsletter. Um, just want to start off with saying, um, if you can remember from last time, how we talked about there was going to be a conference thing with a lot of people, um, and we did go to that since last time, and it was really great, met a lot of new people, but uh, due to security and stuff, I'm not really allowed to talk too much about it. So that's all I can really say is that it was really great, met a lot of great people, and it was a lot of fun. Um, so without further ado, let's get into the newsletter. The first page is by Sam, and the title is New Sports. The people in Thailand don't play the same kinds of sports as people in the U.S. The most common sports here are soccer, swimming, basketball, badminton, Thai boxing, volleyball, and tacraw which is a volleyball-soccer mix. At the elementary school that we've been teaching at, the kids only have experience with soccer. They don't know anything about American football, as is the case pretty much everywhere in the world. They've heard of baseball, but they've never played it. Over the past month, during game time at the school, our family has been trying to teach the kids kickball. They've gotten the hang of it okay, but they still don't like picking up or throwing the ball as much as they much prefer kicking it. They need practice catching and throwing, and we probably need to explain how to get the other team out again. We also need to remind them that the kicker can't kick or run wherever they want. All the players enjoy kicking the ball and then running around the bases to score a point. I, the all-time pitcher, try to encourage the defense to get the ball and tag the runner. Next month, we'll have the best two kickball teams in Thailand. In fact, we already do, because I'm pretty sure that they're the only two kickball teams in Thailand. Alright, the next page is by Jakob, and he has the devotional this month, and it's entitled, It's Not a Secret. We have been given a beautiful thing. We have a great treasure. The death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ has been revealed to us. Jesus' sacrifice has cleansed us. We are free from sin. He has rescued us. Is there a greater treasure than this, to be set free from death, to be forgiven from sin, and to be forever loved by the God who formed the galaxies with a single breath of his glorious power? Everyone who has received the marvelous gift of salvation has obtained these treasures from above. To the believers who have accepted this gift, in some circumstances we get distracted. There are times when we forget the beauty of this gift. We take it for granted because we might feel like we have already attained our ticket to heaven. Life is not only about ourselves. God loves every one of us and has given us a free gift of eternal life. Jesus paid a huge price for this. He gave his life for our cause. When you accepted God's gift, he was overwhelmed with happiness. You can imagine tears of joy continually flowing down his face. He was so thankful. He did not only do it for you, he gave his life up for everyone. Jesus does not want you to become complacent. As a matter of fact, he wants you to do the opposite. He wants you to grow and share his life-changing gift. It was not intended to hide this treasure. Jesus longs for us to share it with others and not to keep it a secret. Many believers do not have the desire to share the love of God. Jesus has planted this yearning inside of us, but fear often gets in the way. We might think, what will they think of me? Am I being a fool? Will they accept me? 
when most importantly we should be asking, God, if I will not tell them, will they go to hell? In reality, this is what is happening. Sadly, the majority of people are not as worried about the hopeless deaths of others as they are worried about their insecurities. We should not waste our energy and time on things that pass quickly. We could be saving lives that we will see in eternity. We have to remember what it costs Jesus to set us free. Jesus bled for this. He went through unimaginable pain that we might live in this sublime gift. If we truly believe in it, it should motivate us to give our all, to give our everything in gratitude. We cannot be ashamed of the divine gift that gives us purpose to live. We have been given a great treasure, and we should not waste it. Share it with others. Save lives. We need to be unashamed of the gracious gift. Live it out loud. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. Do not keep the great news a secret. When people are dying with no hope, you can be the hope when you share the treasure with others. Alright, the next page is by Abby and is entitled Snake Adventure. With rainy season ending and cold season starting, all the snakes are starting to come out. With that in mind, we must be extremely cautious when walking outside. So far, we have seen a few large non-poisonous snakes and a cobra. Because of the cobra hanging around in our neighbor's trees and in our pond, we decide to cut all the long grass around our house down and to keep our dog close to us at all times. After the grass was cut down and no snakes were seen for a while, I was beginning to become less and less cautious when I went outside. I no longer looked to see if something was moving in the grass, and I was not afraid to go around our house. One day, when we had an English class at our house, all the students were inside and we started the class. A few minutes later, one of our neighbors pointed out that one of our pets had successfully tied himself around a tree. I went outside, untied him, and retied him closer to our house on our clothes drying rack. Our pet seemed pretty secure and I went back inside to help with the English class. About ten minutes later, our neighbor again saw that our pet had tied himself up and was worried about him. I, in the middle of an English class, was not very worried, but to honor my neighbor, I went back outside. As I went outside to untangle our stubborn pet, I didn't bother to put any shoes on because my task would not take long. I walked behind our house to where the pet was tied and stepped on the middle of a snake. Now this did not look like an ordinary snake because of how thick its body was. The whole snake was probably only four feet long, but about two to three inches thick. When I stepped on it, the snake immediately lashed back and bit my ankle. I tried to jump away and managed to jump on top of the writhing snake once more. It tried to strike again, but this time only scratching my ankle. I forgot about the pet who was still tangled around the pole and calmly walked inside to tell someone. When my mom saw my ankle, she asked the neighbor if she thought the snake was poisonous. But by that time, the snake had gotten away and was nowhere to be seen. It did not, I did not see the snake's neck or the color of the snake, which could have helped determine if it was poisonous or not. My mom, neighbor, and I got in the van and rushed to the hospital. On the way there, my whole body was shaking. I'm not sure if it was from the snake or from fear. I guess I didn't feel like dying in the middle of an English class. When we got there, 
They cleaned the bite and tested my blood for poison. The lady who tested my blood was in the middle of dyeing her hair, but she said she could test my blood anyway. Ah, hospitals in the country. Actually, that same lady did a really good job taking my blood. She didn't have to stab me multiple times to get the vein. Just one stab. Yay! The blood test determined that there was no poison in my blood, and I could go home. I was very thankful the snake was not poisonous, and I didn't have to stay overnight at the hospital. For the next few days, my whole leg was really sore, and we saw the same snake again multiple times. About a week later, I discovered a hole in our backyard that was around the area the snake was. I took boiling water, vinegar, and bleach and poured it down the hole a bunch of times until I was satisfied it was dead. I am assuming it is dead because I have not seen it since then. Recently, though, we have a cool brown striped snake hanging around. Apparently, if the old snake goes, a new one comes to move in. Maybe he will eat some of the rats in our attic. And I guess the cobra will have to wait for another chance to bite me some other day. Okay, the next page is by Katie. And she it is entitled Trial and Triumph. We teach at our community center every Tuesday afternoon and Sunday evening. Normally, when we begin teaching, we walk over to the nearby school and use their field for games. On one of the occasions that we do this, my father led the children into a game with a focus of learning to identify and respond to English words. The game was played as follows. Two teams line up across from each other on opposite sides of a field. A single ball is placed in the center of the field. Each team member is partnered with, a me with another member who stands across from them on the opposite side. That pair is given a vocabulary word that they must remember. The leader of the game then calls out one of the words and the, and the pair must race to get the ball first. Whoever gets the ball and goes back to their team's side wins their team one point. The game went well and all the children picked up the vocabulary quickly. My sister Emily and my brother Jacob were on different sides and their word was called. They both ran for the ball and collided into each other. Emily was thrown into the air and hit her head on the concrete field that we had been playing on. She was immediately taken back to the community center and two of our neighbors came to help my sister. One neighbor was a shop owner next door. We had never really talked with him before, but now he came to help us for which we were very grateful. After a little while, my parents decided that it was best to take Emily to the hospital. With the help of the landlady of the community center, the landlady's husband drove my mother and my sister to the hospital that was closest to our location on one motorbike. While my mother and sister were gone, the rest of our family continued to teach English as planned. Everything went extremely well, and at the end of our time teaching, my father prayed for my sister's health and safety. Soon after that, we received a call from my mother who had told us that Emily was alright and we just needed to keep an eye on her for the rest of the night. We were very thankful for this good news and hurried to pack up our teaching supplies and pick up Emily and my mother from the hospital. Even though we never wanted anyone to get hurt, we are thankful that this opened up relationships with the village store owners and also with our landlord's family. The landlady was recently very receptive to listen to the testimony of one of our friends on our team. God is protecting and working. Please keep our family in prayer for safety as we serve him here. Alright, the next 
page is by Thomas, and it is entitled Isan Phrase. The Isan language is a mix of Thai and Lao. What I am going to teach you is an Isan phrase. I do not know translates as Bahu, and I do not want translates as Baal. All right. The next page is by Emily, and it is entitled How to Make Ice Cream. Have you ever tried to make your own ice cream? If not, try making this easy Ziploc bag ice cream. You will need one cup of milk, two tablespoons of sugar, a half teaspoon of vanilla, two cups of ice, a quarter cup of rock salt, a quart-sized Ziploc bag, and a gallon-sized Ziploc bag. First, carefully pour the milk into the quart-sized bag. Then, add the sugar and vanilla shortly after. Seal the bag tightly and shake. Next, slowly pour the ice and the rock salt into the gallon-sized bag. Also seal tightly and shake. Finally, put the quart-sized bag into the gallon-sized bag and seal tightly. Slide the gallon-sized bag across your counter until the mixture is nice and thick. Alternatively, you can put it in your freezer for about two hours. This Ziploc bag ice cream is easy to make and fun to eat. If you want, you may add varieties of flavors to your ice cream. Enjoy. All right, the last page is by Nathan and is entitled Jinkjos or Ginkgos. Here is a coloring page of the lizards that are all over my house. They like to go towards the light. They crawl on the ceiling. They make a sound that is high-pitched and sounds like their name, Jinkjo. They are fast and hard to catch. Their tails fall off very easily, but they grow back. The worst thing is, is that they poop everywhere. So if you want the coloring page, um, it is in the email that you got. Also, I do encourage you to look at the pages because most of them have pictures and stuff to look at. And I can't tell you pictures through audio. That doesn't work. Um, if you have questions, comments, or suggestions, they can be sent in reply to the email you got. Um, last month, someone asked, how long was the rice season? The answer to it is six months. Um, they start planting early June, or late May, early June, and they're going to finish harvesting by the end of this month, which is November. It's about six months. Alright, that's it for the newsletter. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you again next time.